Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This hour is brought to you by Cars for Kids. The Bernstein and Home Show. Chiefsaholic, his attorney was... um. Awful. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. All I did was tell the truth. Of course you did, but there's the truth and the truth. We know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground. He's looking at 50 years, 50 years in man. federal prison without parole. Had it done better, but it's plumb hard pleading a case while awaiting trial for that uh, incompetence. If I'm that attorney, that was not a great commercial for you. Oh, he thought it was, clearly. He really he practiced did. practiced that. Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chiefs' kingdom, he loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Care to join me in a belt of scotch? It's 9.30 in the morning. Yeah, but I haven't slept in days. And what was your name again? My name is Jesus. Bernstein and Hope. Middays 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Now you made it for most of another week. It is Friday. So, welcome to it. We have a ton of stuff for you today. We are going to let you hear in your own ears everything that Caleb Williams had to say in his media availability. Then we are going to preview the Bulls and the Bucks with Jim Ozarski, who is going to be followed by Joe Ostrowski. You heard that right. In the 11 o'clock hour, it is Jim Ozarski and Joe Ostrowski. Polish power hour, baby. Someone's O has got to go. I know there was one show that I, when Joe was doing nights and I was producing, he had Ozarski on. So it was Tazinski, Ostrowski, and Ozarski all at once. So now we just got to figure out a reason to put Jay Zawoski on and we're covered. The Hawks. Oh, and there was another one we did where we had Shep and Jay on at the same time. There so it, it was is. four skis. There it is. There, skis, there skis, was an old sketch. Can't say that. From, there was an old sketch from the electric company that I've just now you triggered an, an 
old like easy like, reader. No, it was it was three guys all skiing on a like green screen behind them. They all had skis on, and they were all like skiing down a mountain, singing about how all their last names ended in ski. Oh, I've got to nice. find it. I got to find it. it was, well, it was during Jimmy a break, Boyd, we have a radio show. I think to do. Skip Hinnant. I know, I'm just sorry. That was a like you triggered a memory that I had, had, had just accessed there. That was weird. Uh, high noon at 11:40. Kevin Fishbane at noon. Uh, Kaylin Kaler at one, Annie Costabile at one twenty-five. So we've got a whole bunch of stuff for you today as we broadcast live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. That is Ray Diaz and Adam Studzinski, Brandon Fryer, Connor O'Donnell, Kevin Lapka, doing all the things. But the presumptive generational first pick in the draft, the quarterback who's going to change the world, spoke today. He did. He had a lot to say. And... People got to know him a little bit better. And if they weren't watching his commercials, his Dr. Pepper commercials, which I think he does an incredible, I think he's a great, like similar to Baker. I think he's really good at selling stuff. So that's good. But you got to know him a little bit more as a quarterback. You you ready to, to listen to him? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Here is the presumptive number one pick in the draft at the combine. Your quarterback, number 13, Caleb Williams. Not doing things. Uh, it was a decision by me and my team, my family, um, and it comes down to that. Caleb in Chicago, the fans are always divided about the quarterback. Yeah. Probably the most toxic time, just trying to decide what is the best route. What would you say to the fans of Chicago about the player in person that they would be getting if you were to be drafted? I'd say uh, the player in person that they'd be getting, a person that cares for his teammates. Um, some of y'all may have seen, some of y'all may have not. Um, I try to take care of all my guys. Uh, no matter if you've been fourth on the depth chart or, you know, you're the, you're the star player. Um, so I care for my teammates. And then the other part is I'm a, I'm a fierce competitor, as you may have seen after, you know, some games. Caleb, what are, what are Caleb's to you about the Bears as you've looked into the possibilities of where you might end up there picking first? What appeals to you about that situation? I mean, the Bears are, was an eight and nine team last year, um, I believe. And, uh, seven and seven and ten, sorry, and and um, you know that's that's pretty good for a team that has the first pick, um, and and they got a good defense, um, they got good players on offense, um, and and you know it's it's pretty exciting, you know, if you could go into a situation like that. Caleb, the Bears have been around more than a hundred years. They haven't had a whole lot of dominant quarterback play. Yep. Does that intimidate you? At all? Whole lot of dominant quarterback play? No. Nah. No, not at all. Um, I don't compare myself to the other guys, um, you know, that's there or been there. Um, I think I'm my own player, and, um, you know, I, I, I tend to like to, you know, create history and, and rewrite history. What do you, you, said, you said this past season was going to be one of your most important years in football. When, when you reflect back on it, why was it so valuable to your growth at this past season? Yeah, um, this was one of the seasons that it's, it's none like, you know, any other season I've had uh, to where I've been so close to being either neutral or or um, close to, you know, having a losing record. And so um, it was tough for me. Um, like I said, I'm a competitor. I like to win. And so, you know, being that close to losing was was difficult for me. But, um, you know, I had people in my corner to, to help me and, and and figure out, you know, the, the energy and feeling that I was that I was feeling. I think it's important going into um, situations because there's nobody in, you know, in the first part of the draft that would be, you know, early in the draft and I expect myself to go high um, you know to be a, 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 a 12 and 
whatever team or you know it's it's you know the, the teams are going to be um, at least from the year before um, it's kind of going to be how I went into USC uh, where they were four and eight and, and things like that so just you know just preparing for those moments and I think last year was a was a perfect example for what did, me. What did you learn about yourself through the struggle? Yeah um, I learned um, either you grow from something like that and Lincoln sat me down um, after maybe our um, loss to Utah, I believe, and he sat me down and, and he said, either you grow from something like this or uh, you keep feeling this feeling and, you know, you'll stay where you are. What do you say about the people who have concerns over your height? Over my what? Over your height, your size. My height? Yeah. Um, it's the first time I'm hearing about my height and size. I'm, you know, I'm around Aaron Rodgers' size and, and maybe weight, too. Uh, 215-220-616-2. Um, I didn't feel the need to, to go out and throw. Um, I played around 30-some games, I believe. Um, go ahead and go watch real real live ball of me and uh, see how I am as a competitor. What inspired you to get to the game of football? Um, my dad put me in football when I was four. My mom didn't let me play tackle football my first year. Um, I thought I was going to love it. Um, at four years old, I did. And... Um, the next year after that, I was I was a bit too aggressive for flag football, so my mom let me uh, she let me play tackle, and from there fell in love even more. Uh, by the time I hit 11 or 12, I told my dad that this is what I wanted to do, and we, we put together a plan, and um, you know he's helped me every every part of the way. When you look, when you look at the personal relationships that'll be important at the next level, you talk to the Bears. What did you think of Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles in your meeting? Yeah, um, they were awesome. Um, I spoke to I spoke more about ball and things like that, um, just because the interviews are so short. Um, so it was, it was more about them getting to know me, uh, getting to getting to test my mental, what I know, uh, the base you know the base things of, of of what it takes to be a quarterback in the NFL. Are they with any confidence that they're going to be able to develop you and what you need to go make the jump from pro to, from college to pro? Um, Ten minutes is, is difficult to, to figure out if they're going to be able to develop you. Um, I enjoyed the meeting. Uh, it was a good meeting, but ten minutes or uh, ten minutes or so is, is pretty difficult. Ryan, Ryan Poles talks about being an artist or a surgeon as a quarterback. How yep. would you describe your quarterback play in that regard? Um, he does. He does. You know, I've I've actually heard that about the artist or, or surgeon thing, and um, I like to I like to think that when it's time to be surgical, you, you know, it's it's time to be surgical. Um, you know, there's been many games where uh, it gets late in the game, and, and I've and I've ran or scrambled, and, and you know, threw a crazy pass. That's that's been the artist, the magician. Um, and then and then you know, there's been times where even you know when I hurt my hamstring and I couldn't run, um, I sat in the pocket the whole time, you know, the rest of the game, and and, and delivered the ball. How important is it for you to fight to stay in the pocket? It's important to be in the pocket. It's part of the game. It's also important to be out of the pocket um, and just be, you know, just as good as you are in the pocket and out of the pocket. Caleb, at this point, how, how disappointed would you be if you were not drafted number one overall by the Bears? It's not a thought in my mind. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm that I'm not going to be number one. Um, I think I put in all the all the hard work, um, all of the you know the time, effort, energy um, into into you know being that. Um, so you know I don't think of a plan B. 
that's, that's kind of how I do things in my life. I don't think of a plan B, stay on plan A, um, and then when things don't work out, find a way to make plan A work. So that's that's Caleb Williams. I, I, I think there's a lot of confidence there. No doubt. I really like that he's like, well, yeah, why would I why do I need to do the medicals here? I'll do them for all the teams that are in a position to to trade up to get me or or might draft me. Like that that makes sense. I also agree with him on the whole idea of not throwing at the combine. He's, or them do the medicals. It's like there's no reason to be poked and prodded by teams that are never going to take you. Yeah, I agree with that, hundred percent. Like you're, you've got the tape. The tape, I think, shows you more than a throwing exhibition. Plus, he'll do that in the workouts and at the pro days. It's it's very interesting. Like what's what could happen with him? That this is a guy that is very confident on how he's gotten here. I think that he's a little bit disruptive. And I mean that in the best possible way. I think that there could be some challenges here to the status quo and the way things are done in the NFL. And now it's a matter of, are you, is there more to that? Like, is there more to that? And does he still end up being, can he be that and still be a really good teammate? And how will yeah. NFL teams deal with it? How will they deal with someone who's coming in, who's uber confident and wants control? And you should want your quarterback to have some measure of control, right? There's a lot in here. And the question is, and, and do you think he was kidding? Do you think it was sarcasm? This, I, I would follow up. If I'm interviewing him as a dad, I would follow up and say, hey, when you said that's the first time I'm hearing about my height and size, were you kidding? Is that a joke? I would ask. I, I would just, I would like confirmation on I, that. I guess you could also look at it as, even though he didn't say it, I won the Heisman Trophy. I'm going to be the number one pick in the draft. My height has had, hasn't been an issue at all. Now, it would have been cool had he said it that way. Right, he could have just said, I am confident that's not going to be an issue. Yeah. Next question. Thank you, Mark Grody, for your question. It was great hearing Weederer, Grody, Leisure. Yep. A lot of our folks were in there talking directly to Caleb Williams. The other thing, I tend to like to make history and rewrite history. That's a big statement. Especially when you're talking about the Bears. That's a big statement. <laughs> I, the opportunity tend, is here for him to do that. I mean, saying that with a straight face, I tend to like to make history and rewrite history. Okay. Would have been nice before the Notre Dame game. Yeah, but he, he look, he's he had a bunch of great games and a few bad ones. So. I just wonder if the Bears have the stomach for this. For for all that this is going to be. They got a new Jack quarterback because traditionally and, and I, I think it'd be cool if they do. But I, but traditionally, this Bears team, this is the team that never wants to be on hard knocks. Ever, ever. I'm I'm also wondering, like hearing you want him all this talk, smoke talking about that meeting. I wonder if Caleb was like, "We don't need to play putt putt," because that's kind of what it sounded like. Apparently, that's what Daniels did. Apparently, Jaden Daniels did not do darts or or I, golf, which I think is awesome. I do too. Yeah, I don't have time for this. Put that crap away. We get it's ten stupid. minutes. Yeah, it's, we get Let's ten talk. Let's throw something on the board. Let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm not eight. I'm I'm here to do business with you. Put away that stupid crap. 
You want to hear more? I would do. you like to know more? I would. We will give you more because there's more to Kayla's press conference than what you heard. Because NFL Network only ran the first five minutes of it. There's more. And we will share it with you next here on The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Midday's 10 to 2 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Whole lot of dominant quarterback play? No, no, not at all. Um, I don't compare myself to the other guys. Um, you know, that's there, been there. Um, I think I'm my own player, and, um, you know, I, I, I tend to like to, you know, create history and, and rewrite history. That's heady stuff from a guy who is in a position to say such things. Now, I just want to, I want to clarify something here, too. I don't care. I, it's, people say, like, well, what are you, you're so, you're so hung up on Justin Fields. I, I know they're trading Fields. I'm I'm aware of that. I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm not clamoring for them to keep Justin Fields, nor am I clamoring for them to get Caleb Williams. I think the best out the most likely outcome for the Chicago Bears is that somehow anything they do is going to be wrong. I I just want something to work. I want whatever the choice is. However they get there, I just want the process and the effort to give it the best chance to work. That's all I care about. That defense can be top five next year. They're in their window. They need to go win. Whatever the plan is, whatever they've turned over to Shane Waldron, whatever they've outsourced here to this guy who I have no idea if he's good at his job. I was not impressed with the first time we heard him. Whoever his quarterback is, because it's not really Matt Eberflus, it's Shane Waldron's. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not fighting for one side or the other side. Just try, try to do the improbable, if not the impossible, and get it right. Make sure that you're doing all of the right stuff. Learn from other people's mistakes when it comes to trying to find a quarterback that you're going to have here for forever. And, Go forth. And I'm not aligning myself with the grumbling old heads because I, believe me, 
the moment he said, I tend to like to make history and rewrite history, I could immediately, I, I, the moment I heard it driving in, I thought, uh oh, here it comes. Dan, here, here it comes. Yeah, that's, not, that's not a team player. I, I went and I looked at a post that SportsCenter did of that quote. And I scrolled down, and it was probably, you probably had to get to like 100 comments. Before someone was like, well, yeah, he should feel that way. There were a lot of people who were looking at that as a negative. I I don't see it as a negative. I see it as, I hope that he knows what he's in for here. But, of course, you want someone who's confident. I have no problem with him and his team wanting to disrupt the paradigm either. I, saying, look, this whole thing about slotting, you'll slot me. I'm I'm beyond slotting. I I, I already make ten million a year. I already do, do think that if that progresses, and I've I've heard, you know, some people be angry about the idea that he might be a disruptive force, and I mean that, I don't mean that as a pejorative. I think there there are a lot of people that are fearful of him stepping into a space and looking at his own worth and trying to make his own decisions. That being said. There have been folks before this that have had concerns about Caleb that have to do with ego, and it's hard to figure out kind of where one thing ends and where the other thing begins. My whole thing is, as long as he's, that it's okay for him to fight for the fairness of the process, which most of us think is inherently unfair, except for, when we're talking about the Bears having the top pick. I think that it's okay for him to do that, and, and I applaud it. As, as long as the guy that he comes to work every day, he's a good teammate, he's a good citizen, and he's out there trying to ball. All of that stuff can, can work together. I think there are a lot of people who are more old school than I am mm-hmm. that are concerned that this flies in the face of the history of the league. Especially and- with the Bears, because the Bears have always been a proud, conservative, small C, old school franchise in that mm-hmm. regard. They're terrified of hard knocks. Yes. And now you're going to be the team of Caleb Williams? You better be ready. You, be- you, and, and, you better be ready. And, and on top and, of that. And it might be the right thing to do. It might be the right thing to do. It could be the wrong thing, too, depending on how they feel about these interviews that they're having, what people have told them, forensic accounting, everything else that's going into how they're trying to determine if he's the right fit for where they want to go next. Speaking of which, in part two, Caleb talked about what it's been like for him inside these meetings with teams. If they ask me or if it comes up, the main thing I've said, I, I want to go to a place that wants to win. Um, a whole, a whole, you know, 360. So meaning the from the top all the way to you know the guys, um, and 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 down to the down to the the, the, the janitors, the people that um, you know that, that that you know make everything run. Um, you know, it's just. Everybody wants to win. Everybody's a part of that, and, and, and you know, we all take care of each other. Caleb, you went out of your way the other day to give you an interview saying you'd be willing to go to Chicago. They draft you one or to Washington if that's what happens. Why did you feel a need to say that, and where did the narrative that maybe you wouldn't 
come from? Yeah, yeah, a lot of things are coming out right now. Y'all rarely see me speak, ever. Um, as y'all know, I, I, I don't really go out and speak much, but this was, you know, this was important to me that I wanted to put something out before um, I came here, uh, especially with all the noise and things like that that's been brewing and things like that uh, before I came here. And then now since I've been here, a bunch of stuff uh, comes out. But just wanted to put something out so everybody knew exactly where it was coming from. Think you were a kid wearing a T-shirt with a bear on it? Was, yeah. that, was that intentional or no? No, it was not intentional. I uh, I didn't see the bear on the front, but um, you know it's it's, it's kind of funny when I saw the the reports about it. You've received a lot of crit or, you know, criticism when you showed your emotion with your parents. Yeah. What would you say to the people that were taking shots at that and? and and how that made you feel that hearing that criticism? Yeah, there's not many people in the world to get the experience what I experience every every game day, every practice day. Um, you know, so it kind of goes back to, um, you know, it kind of it always kind of goes back to that for me. It's you know, it's something that I only get to experience. Um, it's something that I really care about, um, which is not only winning the game, but you know, doing it with my teammates. And so every time we lose, I feel like I let my teammates down. Um, Michael Jordan yeah. being immortalized. Yeah. Do you see Chicago as an opportunity? I mean, kids today still talk about Michael Jordan 20 years later. Do you look at Chicago as an opportunity to be that type of, you know, person from the NFL standard? I'd say anywhere I go, um, that's my standard. Um, that's what I that's what I play for, as y'all saw. Um, I said, don't play for fame. I don't play for money. Um I don't play for, for jewels and things like that. I don't, it's just, you know, it's, it's to go out there and win as many games as possible, be the best that I can. Um, you know, my plan is if I can, if I can be my best um, and play as many games as possible at my best, um, I think I can, I think I can reach certain points like that. When it comes to your leadership abilities, what do you sense is the next jump for you when you go into a pro locker room, a grown man and paid professional? I wouldn't say that I necessarily feel as I need a jump. Um, I would say there's, there's, Small things that you may need to correct or adapt to uh, going into an NFL locker room where, you know, I'm 22 and people have kids and they're, you know, ranging on 35 and things like that. So um, I would say just just adapting to the situation. I'm understanding what the team needs from me um, and, and, and going going about it that way. The situations you were in at Oklahoma and the USC, how have those experiences of acclimating in those environments help you? Yeah, so, so the cool thing about, you know, my experience is that all three years have been, you know, a bit different. Um, you know, this past year we went 7-5, and five, and so my leadership needed to be different. The year before, um, I came into a situation where we were 4-8, and eight, so my leadership needed to be different. The year before, I came in as a backup, and then, you know, I jumped, I jumped up and, 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 you know, became the starter. So my leadership throughout times have been different, and I think it's, it's helped groom me for the situation that I'm going into now. What kind of things do you still want to find out about the Bears as you meet with them more extensively, maybe a pro day and a house hall visit, things like that? What do you want to know about them? Just do you want to win? That's it. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Okay. But hey, if he doesn't play for the jewels. Hey, if he's not going to play it, it, for the jewels, I don't want him. I don't know if he's going to play for Mariano's, but he said he's not playing for the jewels. <laughs> What about the Aldis? Will he play for the Aldis? They're from Germany. I don't think he wants to be playing for some German company. I also don't think that he wants to play at a discount. That's what you get. At He's Aldi's. not going to bag his own groceries, pay 25 cents for a cart. 
I don't play for the jewels. <laughs> he wants to win. Right. I, I wish there, I mean, obviously you wish there could be more time for follow-ups and whatnot, but I wasn't as satisfied with the answer about, I thought his answer about going into a pro locker room was really good about understanding the the differences in where you are in life spaces. Him talking about, you know, my leadership needs to be different, you know, from the leaving Oklahoma to going to USC. I would love to know where he think he failed. Because my opinion is he did not in, in his last year at USC. That the failures were way beyond him it was with everything else that was going on with that team. But I'd love to know what he thinks he needed. Like, if he were going back to school this year, what types of things would he want to change from a leadership standpoint, considering that you went from a season where you went and won the Heisman to a season where your team went seven and five? Some of these responses are great. (laughs) That answer about money and fame sounded like Huey Lewis of the news. Don't need money. Don't need fame. Don't need no credit card to ride this train. Well, maybe he likes the news. I mean, the, the, the album was called Sports. Look at the number of hits off that album, too. So, look, I mean, look at the number of charted crushed it. hits off that album. And, and of course, the Ghostbusters theme. <laughs> when we come back, uh, I want to hear again the response. I just want to want to make sure, because did Grody follow up? Did he say really? If he did, you can't hear it. Okay. So I right. wanted to ask about Michael Jordan. What was that? I don't know. Like it's I mean, I get I get it. I get it because oh, but God, it's just the way it was framed just and I thought that Caleb handled that really well. It doesn't matter where I'm going, that's right, that, that's the standard. That's, I want to be the great. Standard. Greatness is the standard. If, if I'm in Chicago, cool, but if I'm in I'm Washington, just, I'm, I'm just, still gonna that's still my standard. I'm so tired of these people who never even saw Michael Jordan play who talk about him like he's not a human being. It's just weird. It's that's what happens it's when so you're weird. you're great and there are myths made about you. But he's that still you, alive. He, he is and he's just he a, is still alive, dude. but they don't those people that you're talking about their experience of Michael Jordan is in myth making. It's and it's hard. They realize that Jordan had some terrible games, right? No, they don't. <laughs> you missed a lot of shots and missed game-winning shots. And I mean, God. no, they don't. That didn't happen. Yes, it did. It didn't happen. I was there. I was there. I told you you're becoming less. I know. It's inevitable, isn't it? Maybe. I, you, I, mean, I think there's still time I to turn am it around. Inevitable. You could still be John Stewart if you want <laughs> no, to, Dan. I don't. You could still do it. You'd rather be less. Okay. You could be Richard Lewis if you want. <laughs> that would be dead. Well, not the and dead less. part. Less is dead, too. The funny part. Oh, yeah, I'm not that either. All right. Uh, get some reaction when we return. Well, you wanted to hear the Washington thing Yeah, I just, just want to hear it again. I just want to hear that, the thing about the, the height again. Yeah. And Washington. In Washington. Let's talk about that next here on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score. In Odyssey Station. Think you were a kid wearing a T-shirt with a bear on it? Was, yeah. that, was that intentional or no? It was not intentional. I uh, I didn't see the bear on the front, but um, you know it's, it's, it was kind of funny when I saw the the reports about it. That is awesome. That is Mark Grody saying <laughs> bear. As Caleb Williams is talking, you wouldn't, and then you posted on Instagram a picture. Think you were a kid wearing a T-shirt with a bear on it. Was that that intentional or no? It was not intentional. I uh, I didn't see the bear on the front, but um, you know it's it's, it's kind of funny when I saw the the reports about it. (laughs) Hell yeah, Grody! Let's go, Mark Grody. Now, if we ever needed somebody to punctuate the absurdity of all of this. God, that was awesome. That's so great. That is breaking the fourth wall. That's that's like a Deadpool moment. That's Caleb Williams in talking, and Grody's got the microphone, and he goes, bear. <laughs> Not bears. Just <laughs> do it a bit. Play that again. Okay. You wouldn't, and then you posted on Instagram a picture, think you were a kid wearing a t-shirt with a bear on it. Was, yeah. that, was that intentional or no? No, it was not intentional. I uh, I didn't see the bear on the front, but, um, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of funny when I saw the, the reports about it. <laughs> man, you talk about a man of the people. You, the score listener, Mark Grody is there for you. That's right. That's what that is. He, that was... He is standing at the combine holding a microphone talking to Caleb Williams, and he did that for you. You better appreciate that, man. So great. So great. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. Grody just won the damn combine, in my opinion. Forget Caleb Williams. I agree, Ray. That is fantastic. He just won the combine. There's no (laughs) doubt about it. Bear. Um, so there are people that have been concerned Bears. with the possibility that Caleb Williams might want, might prefer going to Washington instead of playing for the Bear. So he was asked about all of the smoke around Washington, and he said, "Like I've said before, it's familiar. It's 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 hometown, um, as everybody knows." And um, you know, it'd be, it'd be really cool to, to be back there and, and, and experience that. Um, the, the meeting went really well. Um, and, and um, you know, being around those, you know, everybody was in the room. So being around everybody, um, you know, just getting getting a taste of, you know, how they are, who they are. Because like you said, everything's new there. Okay. And the owner's in the meetings. Yes, their owner is in the meetings. So I don't think Ginny is there throwing darts. Fair. She's throwing hands. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe she is, though. Maybe you have to beat Ginny at cricket. I know. I, I like the idea of I was Virginia. thinking more like bridge. I was thinking She's more just... of like Virginia McCaskey walking the halls of the Combine, like Bernie Mac getting off the train at Head of State. Just everyone who comes up to her, she's just slapping. Like, don't even, like, just backhands. Just, this is, this is my league. 
That's that's what I want from Virginia McCaskey. Like Robert Stack walking through the airport yes, and airplanes dealing what, with the Hare Krishnas. That's what I want. <laughs> I I want like there's a, a phalanx of people behind her, but Virginia is walking through them hallways, and if, if you're trying to get a word in, hey, she ain't got time for that. Slap, slap, slap. That's what I think. Story presidential candidate Mays Gilliam is shaking it up. He's chosen his brother, Mitch Gilliam, a bail bondsman from Chicago, as his running mate. Political analysts say this may be too little, too late. Hi, I'm with the Port Commission. Yeah. I'm an athlete's foot bandit. Oh. Hey. Hey. hey, can you get my demo tape to somebody? Oh. That's what I That's want. That's it. That's it right there. That's how Virginia rolls. We've got a big basketball game here. There's a Bulls-Bucks game afterwards. Yeah, and we can find out. Oh, you mean the basketball game that I'm playing That's in? what I'm saying. we got this big game today at United Center that is going to be followed by another game of the Bulls and Bucks and Giannis. But the big game, we know about that. I so- will be rocking the Giannis's. I threw it up on my Instagram last night if you'd like to take a look at them because they're they're Bulls colors and they look amazing. Well, Giannis better be rocking the Lawrences then. Yeah, well. If he knows it's good, at least that would be a pair of Brooks's. Or Thanassus <laughs> should be rocking. I was looking for the Thanassuses, but I just couldn't find them. I got to go to the barbershop for those. Uh, Jim Ozarski. I got to get my Ostrowski and my Ozarski uh, straightened out. Hey, man, you got to pump this up to the Polish Power Hour, it is, baby. It is the Polish Power Hour. Woo. Man, let me tell you something right now. Folks on Archer. Sir Mac, man, they are loving this. They are loving what we're getting ready to do. Depends which side of Archer, because you talk yeah. about Chinatown also. Well, you know, maybe they love it too. I didn't know they loved Jim Ozarski in Chinatown. Other, well, the other people that love it on the other side of Archer, we know what station they're listening to, and we're coming for you, Wojo. Right. We're coming for you. Watch your ass. How do you say watch your ass in Spanish? <laughs> well, watch your culo. Wash or? No, watch, because we're coming oh. for you. Well, you should wash it, too. And yeah, and probably wash it. It's just good hygiene practice. Be a good idea. Jim Ozarski, Bucks beat writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, next on The Score. Kind of- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.